I hated the fucking uh it's the one where niggas be um they include themselves on the sticker, bro. Like that's some of the most like I be trying not to feminize the social media too much. I'm never one to tell a nigga, oh you're too this, too that, but dude, that's some female shit, bro. <laughs> a time you were in Miami. Niggas posting themselves on the beach, like and the the shit be like it'd be it's like not even the niche ones. It'd be like your hardest sports photo. And then there'll be like 30,000 other photos tagged. It's like, bro, you did not have to join this challenge. Nobody demanded you join me. successful in music <laughs> don't spend 250k on a verse for a nigga to not promote your song or album at all um also do not start tweeting at the nigga who owns all your masters and is infinitely richer than you talking about ha 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 he can't stop my music from dropping and finally like if you want to be successful in the music Kobe Kobe had this one uh, quote he used to say. He Nigga, said, don't use Kobe. Main, he, <laughs> he said, said keep, keep the main thing the main thing, right? When did right Kobe even say this? Um, he said it, bro. It's plagiarizing Kobe quotes. He, <laughs> he, said, said, he said, keep the main thing the main thing. And uh, I feel like we have some artists out there that fail to keep the main thing the main thing. And that's when their career falters. So this was just a little preface into our Make the, make the Stallion conversation. After the release of her, uh, for starters, I want to say I searched Kobe Bryant, keep the main thing, the main thing, nothing popped up. So Vance <laughs> just plagiarized Kobe minus one Bro, he said Vance it. argument. Number two, this is Meg's best project since 2018. Whoa, I tweeted whoa, 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 whoa. I've been doing this thing where I tweet like controversial, my controversial opinions, the opinions that I wouldn't share. And I just want to see who like takes it. And every time I just get hate. Like, I got hate again for this one. I think it's, like, clearly true. This is Meg's rapping the most. Like, she's kind of kind of leaning from pop. There's only Taj, two pop songs on here. Taj, why are, you, why are you so nice, though? I'm not nice. I've been, I feel like I've been killing Meg so much the last two years of saying, I just want you to rap. I just want you to rap. So now that she actually rapped for about, like, a half of her album, I feel like I have to give some type of half clap. So that's what I'm doing. Giving her a half clap. Her? All right. That song is fucking ass. Uh... And, and me saying that, I know it's going to be a hit. Because whenever a song makes me like mad like that, it always ends up being a hit. But that song sucks. Dua Lipa song, song the sucks. F- the future? Nah, the her song. She's like, I'm her, her, her. Oh, yeah, she, the I'm her. Yeah. That song's fucking ass. The Dua Lipa song sucks. The future song isn't good. Uh, All of the R&B songs, she has a song with uh, Janae. Pretty ass. Uh, minus, minus Red Wine. That's the only good R&B song. All the other R&B songs weren't good. But I prefer R&B Meg over Pop Meg. I just can't stand Pop Meg. I just can't. I just can't get... You know me, like... It starts with the music. But for me, like... It's gotta... The whole image and aesthetic has to make sense, too. I hate to use that A word. But, like, it has to make sense. And the album being called Traumazine. And then that future single, Pressure Licious... I still hadn't heard that record before the album dropped once. I haven't heard anybody play it. Anybody. Have you? 
No. All I Chance. hear about is everybody like, just talking about the 250k. Chance, have you heard anybody play that Meg Future? Mm-mm. So, like, I just don't get... And I, I'm not even really fully blaming Meg. Like, I guess it's her handlers who... Handlers makes it sound mad crazy. But I guess it's whoever it is, like, uh, kind of handling her career. But, I mean, this is not... It's just not a good look for me. Like, Meg is... She might be cooked. She might be cooked. It might be fully First cooked. First four were really good. It was all rap. She had a key log feature. She also had the lotto feature. Pretty good. Uh, Homie... Push Icey Carry, so I'll give her four and a half. Red Wine was good, five and a half. And Plan B was good, six and a half. Plus Anxiety. Anxiety was really good. So seven and a half, seven and a half out of 18. What's that? That's a 42%. <laughs> not good, but it's better than her last three projects to me. That's not saying much, and that's where my point really concludes. It's like, all right, yeah, you, you did better than when you were averaging 1.2 rebounds and three assists. Congrats. It's the Omar Ajik season. Essentially. Chandler Parsons ass season. (laughs) I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, my thing is, too, and um, did we already discuss the Dochi? I was about to say, um, just give me a quick ranking. There was a lot of women projects that came out over the last three weeks that we had. Yeah, like right now, I I got the Dochi number one. Well, I guess, can I just give my general scope of, like, all the rap projects from Women in Drop, so... Yeah, rank and do scope, same. I'm a, so, I got I got uh, Dochi, probably number one, in terms of, like, bang for buck. Obviously, she gets points taken away because it was only four songs, but, like, Dochi, I got bang for buck. Like, that's number one. Um, I might have to put... Well, we haven't heard anything from Glorilla yet, and I don't even know if her goal is to really, like, take over... The mainstream of like female rap like i think it really might just stay hood shit and i think that might be all she wants which is like perfect and great because i think we need that sometimes um so i won't put her there should i put doja in this conversation wait what is this conversation i thought we were ranking recent projects what do we oh doing? just recent i was just looking at all the like women right now in rap who have dropped period like Okay, that's more interesting. Okay, that's more interesting. You got Dochi. Like, I was going to throw Lotto. I was going to throw Lotto in there. And I was going to like, I got Lotto over Meg right now. Yes, I agree. Um, What about Flo Millie? Recently dropped the project. I got her down. She, she got the red arrow. She's knocked, notched down, trending down, man. After she was twerking for Robert E. Lee in what that Beats fuck? commercial. <laughs> Dude, you didn't see that? Or was that Completely Normani? Completely commercial. Was that Flo Millie or Normani, bro? Hold up. I think it said Twerker for Robert E. Lee. What? Yeah, man. It was uh, Flo Millie was in a commercial, Beats commercial called Flex That Clapback, where um, she's wearing Beats and she walks up to, I think, like a statue of a conservative like leader. I'm pretty sure we named the start... episode after this. Huh? <laughs> I feel like we named the episode after this when it happened. We probably did. And she just starts like dancing and like straight up twerking like on the statue. And it was supposed to be like a whole political thing and it backfired. So I don't know. Ever since then, I will say that it's been a little cooked. Like my gripe with Fomili is I don't think the music is bad. Again, with the image and aesthetic, which I will speak on like my bias. I definitely do think the women rappers get critiqued more for their image and aesthetic more than the male rappers. I mean, I don't really know how I can work around that. I think it's because like the industry puts so much focus on their image and aesthetic that like it's more clear and blatant when things are out of line. 
But, like, I just don't know if I fuck with, like, the whole... It's, like, kind of the Uzi thing. Like, I don't know if I like Flo Millie's image as, like, this kind of, like, teenage girl, like, rap thing at this point. Like, you kind of got to grow up or grow out of that. Like, I don't really love that shit anymore. Kind of like with Uzi acting like the whole teenage angst thing when he's, like, 30-something years old. That shit's not really that wavy to me anymore. Um, I was going to say a project uh, remind me, like, Mac Jones. It feels like she's, like, a... The rookie QB is like we we're only gonna let you do slants, couple five yard outs. That's all. That's that's all your playbook is right now. It's like, just like not, very simple at the moment. We're not growing out your your repertoire at all. So that's like my gripe with Flo Millie, um, Rico Nasty. I think it was also trending down a little bit. Like I didn't really love that album. Um, yeah, I guess my my point is to say my point in all this. I know this was like a little drawn out, but. Like, the female rap lane is pretty thin right now. You have about five, six people that are kind of competing. Um, granted, in, like, different ways, but it's really five or six kind of competing. And then, you know, Doja, like, kind of, like, far above those five or six. Um, so I just don't get why, like, what's not clicking for Meg's camp and, like, why they, they don't see this as, like, more of an opportunity to seize the moment. Cardi B's also in there. I know she hasn't dropped recently, but... She's definitely also in that mix of competition. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, it's weird. Like, I, I think there should be more, like, there should be, like, more of a clear-cut prominent one in that lane right now. And I feel like everybody's kind of dropping the ball this year, except for Lotto. It's, like, really the only one that didn't drop the ball. And even then, I'll say she didn't even really have a ball to drop because it was kind of her breakout season. You feel me? That Cardi B song was cool, the drill song, but it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Everybody flopping this year is what you saying? I was just really talking about in the female rap lane. I feel like there's like a lot of, there's not been too much. I mean, it's kind of like my general point too. I don't even remember if it was kept in or if it was in that lost episode. But just my point about not too much stuff sticking this this year. Like, I think I'm just kind of reflecting it or kind of focusing in specifically on that female rap lane. I feel like. I don't know. It feels like the competition week, too. Like, I feel like nobody's going for that top spot. Like, even Dochi, like, four songs? Like, uh, no. Come out here with 15 songs and punch at these niggas. Don't throw a couple jabs and step back. It's the prequel. Always love a good prequel. Yeah, I feel you. Something could be brewing. Ingratiate me first. Don't. Why? Why? You... <laughs> I want people to know that chance, learn this word, like less than 24 hours ago and felt the need he felt the need he felt the need to text it in our chat um completely out of context and then say it again on the podcast completely out of context i like that word so say it again for the for the listeners so that they can know you have your expansive vocabulary niggas hate when i just use words bro like y'all just want me to talk simple like ingratiate you got a better word what were you even talking about dochi Doshi, like, like, oh, yeah, ingratiate me into your sound, like, essentially, me, you hear me? Like, let me come on slowly. Fifteen, too much at once. I don't know. This is also back to our other point, which we can argue at some point later in the episode as to the Vance versus Chance theories of rollout and uh, which one would prevail. But my thing is like short and sweet. No, 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 no. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Then I'm come back for more. That's just my whole thing for a newer artist that I ain't heard before. Now, I don't even mind if you come with two EPs, a couple of them, and then it's like, all right, I'm finally going to drop the project. Like, let me get the real buzz. Like, I'm fucking with that type of rollout strategy. Like, 
I feel you. If you hit me with too much at once, and that too much at once ain't like the one, you might lose me. I feel you, but that's also like I think that's interesting because that definitely is like the valid fan perspective where it's like it let me draw me in slowly, but um, like the game is so saturated, artists don't even want to give because that's just like another chance to lose you. You feel me? Every if I drop like three EPs, sure it's a chance to develop you more as a fan but like you're saying like imagine if fans are very fickle like they don't give a fuck about artists they could listen to an artist now listen they could they could listen to an artist for five eps they drop one ep that's trash they might never listen to that artist again it's kind of what happened with me and asap rocky (laughs) um we're fickle as fuck like fans are not the nicest people so like i understand an artist wanting to drop when they have the buzz because it's like if i keep building this shit up it's just what if I well, lose? Yeah, once you got the buzz, but I'm I'm saying even then, like, what's the buzz? Like, it, it depends on your stage too. Like, obviously, if you if you know it, like, if you're trying to just establish yourself, like, try shit, like, explore your sound, fine, like, do that over EPs and albums, like, while you still, you know, finding your pockets, finding your fan. Well, once saying- you're a little bit established, like, and you're trying to take it to the next level, I'm saying like, fine. Like, couple EPs, like, not even EPs, like, if you want to call it six to six to eight songs, that's an EP, but. <laughs> not EPs, just a short body of work. Just a short body of work. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not even, if, if, if this is still in reference to Dochi, like, I'm not even really, like, slandering the four-pack or anything like that. I guess for me, it's, like, more the optics, where it seems like TDE's pouring in a bunch of money into Dochi's career to where it would kind of allude that they're trying to go for that top spot. Yes or no? Did the did the Dochi EP? Does Dochi strategy work? So chance you say it worked the four pack? Yeah, I mean, I knew who Dochi was. I wasn't like no huge fan or nothing, but this helped me. If this was a ten to twelve track LP, you think you it would be different? A different response from you? I don't think it would be a different objection. Response. Objection, the, the quality, your honor. Objection, your honor. For ten to twelve songs. Objection. My thing is like if you if you if you have a choice between releasing like your six best songs versus like your but six this best is, songs this, this and is then like the six ones that's like this is where we gotta stop because you can't just talk about like best and worst like we gotta think about it like everybody likes different shit that's where, that's where my Fair. point with like bigger albums like if you drop a four pack you give people four things but you to don't possibly like, like it's not you even give people the best. four things to possibly like and add to your playlist because you've talked about it like. You're going to run through an album, find your favorites off there, see what goes into the playlist, and then I'll really stream it. So, like, when you only have four songs, and you're trying to get people locked in, and you're trying to get playlisting, like, it's going to be harder to do it with four songs than with 12 songs, where every listener that's coming in can listen to different things, and like, oh, you might like track one, you put that in your slow playlist, well, I like track five, I might put that into my hard playlist, and track nine. In reality, though, most projects... You probably only get like three of those that are getting like playlisted, three tracks that are getting playlisted that are worthwhile. Like that's probably only getting per, three. That's three per listener, bro. No, I'm talking listen about, not, not per listener. I'm talking about like on major playlists that are really boosting your streams that you're like, oh uh, shit, so we got added to blank. But that's only getting like three about. tracks of those. But that's not what I'm not talking about, like curation. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the industry so you think, placements. You think those I'm talking smaller about like playlists, listeners. those personal playlists are more important than those big playlists? They are. I will tell you they are. Yeah, I also think that's true. The organic playlists are like, and obviously I'm being biased. Like I manage an independent artist, but like I would way rather have a 4K on like a hundred personal, like three, four hundred personal playlists, and have him on like a Spotify frequency. Because that nigga's he's competing with Brent. Like sure, like the stock of the Spotify playlists are great for optics, 
like a nigga that works at a label sees you on a playlist with Brent and Junie and all these other artists, it's like, yeah, okay, you're in that circle to me optically. But I don't really think it has much to do with like building the listener to become more of a fan. Like we talk about all the time turning somebody from just like a listener to like a fan. You know, like you have people that listen to music and you have people that really like support music. I don't know if those big playlists are the mover for that. Like I don't know if a, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I think. Those big playlists, I would vote those big playlists are more valuable just because not even turning listener to fan, because I agree, personal playlist probably better for that, but just for like reach. Like, even yeah. if you get in those playlists, all, of course, those playlists have millions of followers, you're gonna get played more, but just being in those playlists, that's like a media kit of itself. Like, I was featured on Rap Caviar. Like, well, that's what I'm know. saying. That's what now I'm you saying. get featured on for, for this playlist and this playlist and this playlist. Now you're featured on 10 playlists just because you got featured on that one playlist. But that's but see. So what I'm saying is, Doshi doesn't need the uh, optics at this point. She's like getting ridiculous amount of funding from TDE. So all I'm saying is, she just needs ears, ears right. on the on the music. And I think it's easier to do that in an organic way. You need you need you need the like the the super followers. Like you need a you need a good group of them. Like I can't lie, because they gonna help propel you. Like they gonna. They gonna like um, I get what you're saying, Vance. Like that that they got a certain type of follower that's gonna defend you, that's gonna like stick with you. It's, it's and that's important what you to need. build early on. Like, that's because what I'm trying you to just tell got 4K. a bunch of like your wishy washy ones or like ones that's just like you know that casual. If you if you blow too soon and, and you don't you don't hit the right note or the stars on the line, like that shit could come crumbling down. That shit will come crumbling. Like Let's you definitely to, need I mean, a, a base. It's interesting now because now I'm trying to think of examples of people who like had that coat. I mean, I'm kind of with Vance because I was thinking like I want a, do- a ten piece from ten track. Like, look at Dochi. Chance the Rapper. Look at Chance the Rapper's rise. Like, I was thinking whole... more SZA. I was trying to stay in TDE's lane of like SZA. Like, she dropped Z in 2014, ten tracks, S- and SZA then like she had her little cult too. following before Control. Like, niggas were fucking with SZA before mm-hmm. Control. She was the, the Control drop, and it was like yeah. exponential. She had a lot of placements though before Control. This I is mean, also true. Yeah, but still, like Z was the one that like niggas referred back to of like. I've been a SZA fan, like blah blah blah. Because at the time, like, the, like Z was like, it was like the Neo Soul hit. I don't music. think four tracks, a four track EP gives people that like. I didn't say first. make it that short, but definitely don't. You definitely taking a risk talking about like I'm trying to drop fifteen of these joints. Like just you just got to think of yourself as like, I'm no ten is a ten is the sweet spot. Yeah, like seven to ten tracks is but like I, sweet spot. And I can also see because. Uh, Nowadays, like I would, I would almost bet my entire life that a label would rather an artist have too many songs on their album versus too little songs because of the way streaming works. So, like, I can see how for a label there probably isn't much of a difference between a ten-song album or a ten-song project and a four-song EP. At that, I got one. I got one more perspective though. Are you not more likely to run the streams up on seven potent tracks where you know every time? Like, that's what I'm saying. Chance, what project have you listen listen to where it's seven potent songs? Like that's what I'm saying. We can't keep. Act, we can't. We gotta talk in like actualities. We can't talk. There's a lot of seven. Song no, potent. you're saying. You're saying. Would you rather have a seven song EP of straight heat or a fifteen song album where I gotta pick and choose nine? My whole thing is this. Like my, this, my whole perspective is like, all right. I I just want to know what album you're listen, talking listen, about. There are albums I could go to that are like Which seven ones? tracks. I need like that's I mean, what I'm saying. Anyone, Let's speak in actualities. Like, are we? No, are we going? Th- bro said anyone. I think. I think you could. I think you could almost name any. You looking for like an album that is seven tracks and all potent, or an album that has seven potent tracks? No, 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 no. All I'm saying before we look for it, I'm saying this. Hear me out. 
All right, I got 15, and it's like, all right, let's say all things equal. I got the seven potent ones out the 15. And the 15, let's say none of them bad, whatever. Don't, you don't think it's better for streaming to say like, and I think it depends on the type of consumer you are, but I'm a, I'm a project consumer. Like, I'll go click a project because there was a lot of ones on there, and if I'll start it from the top and then just let it run. And then like when it's crisp, when it's potent, like I do that more. You're an anomaly. Most people don't listen like that. That's what I'm saying. That was my first point about like every the way people listen to music is they like to go to the album and then just pick their playlist songs and then just that's where they stream the artists in their playlist. They might not, not even that add type it. Of listener. Yeah, I said you're, you're an anomaly with that. I listen like that too, but I've like come to notice most people just playlist listen. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my final point with that is is tricky to look at it as like seven potent ones because one like. It's hard to get seven potent songs. Like Kids See Ghosts, we call that shit a classic because it was like a pretty solid seven song album. Um, and I think it's kind of like NBA teams. Like NBA teams, like you don't see these top heavy lineups winning the NBA championship, right? You don't see the KD Kyrie's winning NBA championships. You don't see the Westbrook, KD, uh, AD LeBron's winning the NBA championships, the Harden and B's. Like, it's like the same way that those role players are influential and like the coaches and the assistant coaches matter like more damn near than the talent on a team in terms of going far is like that's how I feel like sequencing is with albums like you can't just throw the hottest songs you have on an album and expect that shit to go far because then at that point those seven potent songs might not even get the like respect that they really deserve whereas if you kind of filter them in through a 15 song project they really come in the cream of the crop really rises as those seven songs. This was like my so, main takeaway from the uh, Steve Lacey. Because uh, like Steve Lacey, that shit was all so potent. It was that it kind of masked out. Like That's why everybody fuck with Cody Freestyle so much. Because it's like a chance to breathe. And you're like, oh shit. It was okay, a breath. I'm here. But it don't have to be potent in the sense of like, I'm just saying like, you could give people breathers and change up pitches. And like every song will have to be like, this is the one. But I'm saying like, Especially in the in the era we in now, like I feel like you can lose somebody attention fast. So if you go on like a three four song slump in like the middle of the project, like you might have me about to turn it off. Well, I feel that's what I'm saying. And I feel like that's worse. Sequencing is everything. Yeah, like I I just be afraid of them slumps. Like after like all right, like we on the third song, it's like all right, like these last. That's that's what happened with the Giveon. Like the Giveon. Like you get to the you get after like that track seven. I feel like you he's get talked about this like project that, every week. I know this is just such a good example of this though. But he getting that little slump. I'm like, bro, like these this like six song sequence right here. Like let's just take this out. This don't need to be here. Like this five six songs. Just like not that they telling bad. him I'm to get just, a remove I'm like so twenty sleepy. minutes of music is hilarious. <laughs> it would be hilarious. A and R. Let me let me take out a thirty Yo, album. Seven songs. <laughs> Don't let me and uh, I'm be like, look, bro, go with these eight. Like we gonna this these the ones right here. Pick one of your favorites off the slumps and like throw that in like right before these last two, and then like that's that's it. But tell me I'm not wrong. Would that not have been a better album? I actually like the Give On album. I revisited it. I I like the Give On. I like the Give On. I just don't like you know the slump I'm talking about. He gets to like he switches up. It's like <laughs> dichotomy. And it's just like, nah, you got to go back to your toxic shit, bro. You don't even got to be going back to the toxic shit, but go to that palette. Ear, vocab. It's like, <laughs> when you say certain words, it's like, that shit just echo in my ears. <laughs> Nigga said dichotomy hard as hell. <laughs> dichotomy. 
Like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure y'all hear this word. All right, I gotta <laughs> unhear. <laughs> I gotta unhear. I don't know. Don't do me that. That's really how it's up. It's, it's not even to make sure y'all hear the word. Like that's just a, that's just the best way to describe it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but this is uh, I'll just spell it I Z A Y A space T I J I. This is track deep. Horrible. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I think I'm just too, like, my brain is too wired to just, like, filter everything through the industry. Because, like, I'm thinking of labels. Like, imagine... It's change the rules of the game, though. It's the rules I'm of the saying, game. Like, like, imagine the you're in a... The rules of the game have changed. Like, imagine you're on a label with three other artists, right? And them niggas are going just as hard as you. Like, what can you do to separate yourself from them and get more attention? Drop, so that, drop, that drop, 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 that, drop. It seemed like like we have all these artists. They doing the remixes of the old or the old songs. Like we've seen it in both. You know, it really started in R and B, but now it's really getting like flooded in the hip hop market now. Like everybody returns to these old ass samples and beats. Like nostalgia. Like are we are we due for like a a, a new cycle? Like this shit about to sort of reset. Because you know how I they mean, say I like think, fashion I mean, yeah. is cyclical. Like everything. But they is say cyclical, that all the like, time. Sound like. Oh, we do for that. Is that coming soon? We are, but they we said niggas say that every like two years. <laughs> Wait, you think you think these hits are a sign of something that a cyclical thing? I think it's a sign of like ultimate burnt out. This is my last cheat. Code. I feel like that's what I'm saying. We no no that's no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying like we hit that point with artists, like with the with the industry in general, to where like people want to return like to something else, like something like chances saying we can't we chances saying we can't sustain ourselves on Jack Harlow first classes, like. He's saying that's not sustainable for the industry. But even then, you see him trying to return to these old flavors, like trying to recapture old. Oh, magic. so you're not saying like, that. like, and you hear the, and you hear the consumers talking about it, like they want more mystique. But we just talked about why, like, mystique in this era, like, because of the rules of the game. Now you're losing me really a little work. bit. You're losing me a little bit. Let's talk. I about honestly mystique. have no clue what you're talking about. I feel your Renaissance point. We talk about all the time in the producer community, like. Cause we're make we we set the sound like producers literally are responsible for what. How is do you sound. how do you feel about these sound? First, Jack Harlow, then Nicki Minaj dropped that super freaky girl single. This is I I, 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 I hate this little like super cheat cold sample for a rap. Well, the thing is too, you know what also is influencing is the drill. The New York drill scene is influencing it too. Cause these niggas, I just tweeted yesterday, bro. They've upped the sample game, like dude, like if you showed. Otis Redding, what these little niggas are saying over his songs, oh my god, bro, he be turning in his grave, dude. Turning. They're talking about smoking. Dude, I heard somebody talk, Some somebody's dad died from COVID or died during COVID, and his ops were talking about that they're smoking on the on the 
on the father's pack. I'm like, dude, he wasn't even gangbanging. He died from COVID. And niggas saying they're smoking his pack over like Gwen Stefani samples. So like these, the sample game has definitely gotten a little bit crazy. I think it's more of just like a discovery thing. Um, And I don't know why I'm getting into so many deep ass points on this podcast, but like there's kind of this notion in music where we feel like a lot of the OGs have kind of like shunned the new niggas to where like, remember when like Drake came out, like none of the old heads were fucking with Drake when he first came out. Like when he sampled DMX on um, You With Me, DMX first talked about how he was not fucking with that at all. And then he had a conversation with Drake and actually really turned out to like the guy. Um, So I think this sampling wave that we're seeing is like our generation finally like learning about the shit in our past. Cause a lot of us didn't have like music mentors. Like my music mentors are all like 30. You feel me? Like it's not common in music for the old niggas to be passing the information down and shit like that. So, so this is a very optimistic rose tinted glasses view. I'm not saying like this nigga said, we're learning about our history of music. I'm about to say, yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Is he music to me? That's not, right. I mean, yeah. but it's not. I, I don't know. I, we're we're gonna forever see that differently because I'm a producer. So like, so I just know this class isn't a lazy hit to you, and this Nicki Minaj single isn't a lazy hit to you, and that DJ Khaled Drake Lil Baby track isn't a lazy hit to you. I mean that. I'm, I'm talking, talking about like, like the young, young niggas, niggas doing I'm not, drill. No, we're talking about two different things. The drill is alright. That's talking about these super cheat cold samples. Like, niggas are sampling shit that was number one on Billboard for, like, a year in the 80s. And well, that's just the game. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's the game. I, again, learning about our history in a different lens to where, like, I think the fans are realizing, like, oh, this is just how music works. Like, you go back to the 90s, like, the biggest rap songs, like, Jay-Z, Dead Presidents, like, all these shits are samples. But it's not. Those are different samples. It's not, dude. It's not. I get what it's you're not, saying. Hip-hop has my dad, always been, my like, dad a sampling is, genre. Like, no, that's the whole and my genre, dad. But- my dad has had the same notion. Like, he's told me, like, shits used to be cheat codes back then. Like, oh, if you were in the 90s and you sample, like, a hit from the 70s, like, we all grew up listening to that hit on our mom's record player. So when it comes on the radio, like, this shit is a cheat code. And it's just funny because it's the same exact arguments we're having now, where it's like, yo, we grew up on the Fergie and now we hear the Jack Harlow and we're like, oh, this is a cheat code. But it's like, yo, you realize the people that listen to the Jack Harlow don't know who Fergie is. So it just sounds like a hit to them, which is how. Can you give me one shit. example of the from the past? Uh, I'm not a hip hop. I'm not a hip hop historian like LeBron. I'm not. So. I'm not disagreeing with your dad. I'm just saying like I feel like it wasn't as lazy as it is now. Like, Let me see biggest rap songs of the 1990s. I feel like the thing is like all right, you get the you get the sample and like you letting the sample ride like 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 yeah and um and, and like yeah and no boy like this not even that that long ago but they they sample Otis right, but they get on there like. All right, they let the sample like ride the thing, but they still getting on there and giving like all time verses, like all time well, chemistry. Okay, like they still music. getting on there. And then we're using the samples as like a supplement. These niggas are using the samples to like. Well, okay, whole, we are not. We are not. We are not. We are not. We wait, wait. We are not about to compare like Jack gimmicky. Harlow. We're not about to line up Jack Harlow first class to Kanye West, the greatest sampler of all time. I'm not only using first class. I'm using like. I just I named all the ones I'm using. It's like the even you. I'm glad you bring that up. But Kanye gonna spin it. He gonna like you gonna hear the sample and know what it is. But he gonna spin it. He gonna add something to it. Like these niggas like first class. He bro just took the song. Like <laughs> I can put you in first class. Like 
So Everybody you literally just letting these samples carry the whole song. It's right. Like I'm like, all right, this is first disrespectful. Like <laughs> this is first class with like Jack Harlow. It's like if Jack Harlow was the DJ playing hilarious. first class and he got the mic in his hand and he just like saying his tag and shit over like yeah, Chance be doing when he lit and the song come on and Chance don't know the lyrics, so we just start freestyling. That's basically what these singles are, but like a high quality version. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, come on. Call Jack Harlow more quiet quality to me is insane. Okay, here's an example. What's that? What's that? Coolio Gangsters Paradise that samples uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, and this and the Coolio like that's their only hit, and I wonder why. That's that's a good example, but that's also a lazy one. That's I don't like that song. Oh, I do like that song, but okay, that's a good example. And that's my and my my like I don't even like my dad definitely showed me that song. I'm, I don't want to just go on here and misquote him. But like I feel like he told me it was just like, yeah, this was like the song back then. It wasn't like niggas were raving over it, but it also wasn't like viewed as super cookie cutter, but it was everywhere because like it was just popular. It was just like a popular song. But I will I mean, we have way too many conversations to get to on this podcast, which is why we do it every week. But I'm we saying, can like, talk about we can talk about there's a lot of mid. Like there's a lot of mid in the street. The nostalgia point though. You don't think we hit it that way. We're there. The top that Kate Hill running up that Kate Bush running up a hill track has been top five for like two months, and that's just from like the eighties. The other thing too is like a lot of rap we've been using samples, and I think what Chance was saying about why aren't people freaking the samples the way they used to is because like producers freaking samples came from a place of necessity to where like we couldn't let people really recognize the sample because we niggas didn't want to get copyright sued. You feel me? Now there's so much money in rap music. That like I think all these artists are okay with getting their music sampled. Like Bismarcky when he made uh Just a Friend, I think it had a sample from this dude like Ted O'Sullivan, some shit like that. Uh it was like a band, a white dude that had a band in like the sixties. And when like Just a Friend came out, it was like the biggest sampling case like of all time. Probably up until that Marvin Gaye case with Robin Thicke. And dude took all the money from Bismarcky because he was just like, oh, this is like an, uh, this is ridiculous. This is that. Like, you're not even making a, a crazy amount of money. And then, well, he was making more money than the white dude was. But he was like, well, this is just like a mockery of the genre. Now, I think there's so much money. Like, if you came to me and told me, hey, DJ Khaled wants to take your song from 20 years ago and wants to throw Drake and Lil Baby on it. And it's guaranteed to be a hit. Like, the, the, the calls have been made for it to be a hit. I'm saying yes. I think it's, I, I just, like, I think rap is just way more, and that's how the pop industry's been doing it. Like, niggas been clearing samples for pop music forever. That's why I just think, like, I give it two more, more I give it two more hits until Vance starts to go crazy from it, too. <laughs> and he's like, no more. <laughs> I give it two more. I am starting to go, first class, I definitely hate, like, every time I hear that song, dude, I despise it. It started and, with, I feel like it, Way Too Sexy was the first one, and I was like, all right, it's Drake. I let it. I let it rock. That one was, was super mid. sexy. I feel like it, it started way even before that. Like, I'm sure somebody did it before, but when Tory Lanez literally remade the whole like '90s. All right, he's not getting Billboard hits out, but I'm saying like that nostalgia. My nostalgia point, like using it, like that's your whole gimmick. Like you kind of just remix old like hits. Yeah, I mean, I feel there's a difference from using it for like Tory was doing it for like SoundCloud shit, which was like okay, I don't care. Using it as like your lead single type shit, like bro, this is so fucking lazy. Like, come on, come up with something new. Like, I'm not trying to get attacked by the barbs, but that song is so fucking lazy, bro. Like, have y'all heard it? Super I actually freaky, haven't. bro. 
Just play like 10 seconds and I feel like you'll be you'll join me on this side. Is this the super new joint? Yeah, it came out like Friday. That was when her and Cardi and Cardi was like go stream. <laughs> Even though Cardi was talking about somebody else. Oh, 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 oh. Nah. She already did the anaconda joint. Time out, time out, time out. It only chance took one, just chance, took one more. Chance, chance, nah, chance. Chance just, nah, man. Y'all got me. That shit, that shit broke No mind. way. Single day streaming for a woman, ra- woman rapper. Of all time? Yep. Most first day streams from a woman rapper all time. Dude, that single. Dude, she dug MC Hammer out the grave. He's—I don't think he's actually dead, but just his career. Dug his career out the grave twice for an Anaconda. I would probably argue is her biggest rap hit. It has to be. I mean, probably commercially, yeah. Commercially, not in terms of like like Beebs in the Trap. Got more influence, but Anaconda was. Damn, nah, man, that shit, that's bad. Can't touch this. <laughs> like, come on, like that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like sampling, like who let the dogs out? The Chico, exactly. Like, come on, this is still a hit today if it plays. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. Y'all got it now, cause I don't think I don't know if that's like a nostalgia thing though. I think. I think it's what Taj said, though. It's just laziness. Like, back when everybody was throwing the flute on the beat, and, like, that was the way to get a hit, that was the way. Now, you just got to sample something, and hopefully you get the sample clearance. It's TikTok, too, though. Like, all this shit is just viral. Like, that Nicki song, it's just viral. Oh, she sampled Can't Touch This. We're going to do the Can't Touch This Nicki challenge. And then it gets done, and then the song is break single day streaming records on Spotify. All right, you guys want to get unheard again? Yeah, I'll play an unheard artist. JJ Arcego Whiteside. No, I didn't play an unheard last week, so you will wait. I was a football player, dude. That was a player. to the Seahawks. That was a football player. Yeah. That's so funny. Sound like a song. check in all right for those who don't remember vance had doja cat who we just talked about ty no, dollar sign the weekend pink panther label damn young thug gonna 
No, no, no. Oh wait, did Your I trade? Sucks. Wait, did I trade? Uh, did I trade Tyler for Gunna? Yep. No. Yeah. Well, Gunna's actually about to be free. Gunna's about to Vance be free. Vance label bankrupt. Chance. Okay, Chance. What's your current grade events? Then I'll say your original grade events. Vance got like a D label. All right, Chance originally gave Vance a B. I'm giving Vance. Yo, Chance is on dicks right now. Jesus Christ. Give Vance a C, because while the Young Thug gonna duo is like Miles Bridges level bad picks at this point, Tim's is saving him, and Pink Panthers also has hit on the way in the weekend is having a great tour. Uh, all right, all right, fine, fine. I give you like a D plus. Bro, Gunna's about to be free, bro. D plus. Chance's label: Drake, Tyler the Creator, Don Tolliver, Her, Cali Uches, Frank Ocean, Brent Fiaz. Yeah. See, see, this is so funny now. Going that back to great. going back to Chance's label, he did just pick a bunch of niggas who never drop. So like, I can't even tell him about his label because them niggas don't drop. So you get we an poised F. For, we poised for success. You get a zero. No, we poised for success. Brent drop. Brent so, drop. Okay, so who dropped? Who dropped on his shit? Brent Drake dropped. Drake's getting face tattoos, so he's gearing up for another rollout. Drake and Brent are the are your only artists who have dropped. No, who else? Who else on my label? Kaliuchi's just gearing up. Her is gearing <laughs> up. Don Tolliver is gearing up. From the words of a real label CEO. <laughs> well, my I just get an incomplete then for my grade. No, you get a zero, bro. You no. turn nothing in. You turn no. I get an in. incomplete. What was my original grade? We both gave you B's. I got an incomplete nah. for right now. You get an uh, you get a D. You can only judge me off what my artists have dropped. Or That's not how this me works. A, I think you got to give me an incomplete though. That's not but how this works. But if you're judging me off what my artists have dropped, I got a B plus. Yeah, you can only judge Lamar Jackson off of the games that he's won. I just won't change my grade. You'll stay at a B. Incomplete. All right, my label, I had SZA, Summer Walker, Travis Scott, Playboy Cardi, Lil Durk, NBA Youngboy, The Internet. The label sucks. <laughs> mm, yeah, you don't, you don't uh, I don't, I don't know, know if you, you get, get Steve, Steve Lacey. Lacey Dirk, in a, you definitely. I got Dra- Travis in the third round, and I said he was going to come back from Astroworld, and Chance was like, he's not coming back. All those Never mind, I'm not gonna say that. But he's like, he's not coming back. <laughs> I was like, I bet he comes back and it's gonna be a steal. And look, I don't even want to throw that on Chance. Did he really when say that? If Chance back? said Chance wasn't coming back, then Chance was smoking hard. How Travis came back? He broke a merch record. Yeah, he just broke Europe's merch record. He sold a All million right. in merch. So that means his fans are there. They're ready. What, what a music! It's coming. All right, whatever. So we going off what? Who dropped for off your label? Young boy, Lil Dirk. That's it. Seventy two twenty. Nah, well, but yeah, first of all, the, the two I might have chances. Label, I got chances label beefing. over Taj. I got so y'all chances. can't even concentrate over there. <laughs> I got chances label over Taj, bro. I'm sorry, Taj's right. label is silent. Man. Banking on SZA dropping by now. It wasn't well, SZA. Yeah, SZA, SZA has let me down. I basically got the best labels. Is the point? Is what y'all trying to make? By omission, none of you. No, I have, bro. I have. None of our labels drop. Next label draft. Nah, gonna, nigga, your label drop. Yours was just flop. Seventy two twenty. Only two of mine <laughs> dropped. Two, nigga, Brent dropped the most forgettable album. No, he did. I'm don't still we, playing that joint. Okay. It's sad that I knew exactly what song he was. He was. Talking. So nigga tried to show that the album wasn't forgettable and made a piano key. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That was it for uh, label check-ins at this point. All right. Well, once this once this weekend, well, the weekend tour is already starting and full. Of, did none of us really draft Kendrick? That's hilarious. 
That was a violin. Turn that shit off. This is the best song on there. They just hate us because they ain't us. Fucking half of Vance label locked up. <laughs> and the rest of them have mental breakdowns. And then on Taj label, 7220 was a flop. Travis Scott is a damaged good. Who else dropped? <laughs> Young boy straight, but it's hard to know what's going on with him. Dude, who else you oh got? Oh my god. Scissor chances and chances fucking one of one. Bro call it uh, Travis a damaged good. Like the nigga fell off the food truck. <laughs> <laughs> a bad a bad apple. A, a spoiled apple. Yeah, all of our labels uh, are uh it's been quiet. It's low keeping a quiet summer, I feel like. Regarding It's been music. a quiet fucking year, yo. I told y'all this has been a It's been a yawner so far. Speaking of yawner real quick before we get out. Has, did y'all even hear about that Calvin Harris album? You saw he dropped it, right? I have not heard a peep about it. He must have dropped a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> I only played the uh Dirk and Georgia song cuz I was like that's an interesting pair and that shit was ass. I was like mm. <laughs> Nigga inquired. Taj said, hmm. I'll put yeah, I mean, just be putting the most random motherfuckers together, though, Zen. Nah, time out. <laughs> nigga I put together it. Dirk himself and who else you said? Nah. George Smith. That is hilarious. Nah, there were a few. Because when, when he dropped, he, he's he's deceptive. He dropped the track. Like, he did like what Brent did, where he just drops all the features. Like, he just drops the names back to back. And you think, like, oh, it's about to be crazy. And then you see the track list, who we put together. Like, why is Coyla Ray, Stefan Don, and Chloe? Is Chloe Chloe Bailey? I, I'm guessing that's somebody different. That is Chloe Bailey. Wait, that's her. That's Chloe now with the accent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we got Normani, Tanache, and Offset. Like, <laughs> Normani and Tanache is like <laughs> that's one thing, but an Offset into that mix is a whole another. I don't even know what that song sounds like. Then we got Justin Timberlake, Halsey, and Pharrell. Okay. Snoop Dogg and Lotto. That actually all makes right, a little fine. bit of sense. That makes that a little makes bit sense. of sense. Yeah. All right. Fine. Pharrell and Pusha T. That's just like, what are we mm. like? What are we doing? Mm. All right. Fine. What is Pharrell doing on these songs? Is he like co-producing? So is it just like Pusha T over like Calvin That's Harris why I'm and just Pharrell like, what are we doing? Like, like what production? is this? This yeah. is nasty. Didn't Pharrell's getting name? lazy. He's starting to become a lazy placement. Hey, man. We should save this for next. Actually, no, I'll get it in now because nobody's going to hear. Pharrell is cooked. He's cooked. Like, I don't know if it's Chad. I don't know if, he, if that Marvin Gaye lawsuit is like a juju over him like if he just disrespected black music and now the black music gods are just haunting him forever but man outside of neon guts it was 2017 exactly uh i'm trying to think there's one more really solid pharrell produced song since neon guts i'm trying to think and I got a colorful aura, like I neon but guts. But outside of those, like I really can't tell you, like a solid beat, like oh, like even then, hit different. 
Like, Todd Dalla had to save that joint. He's addicted to those 808s. He made a forgettable Drake and Brent song. You know how crazy that is? That beat is so mid. Those 808s. Then he had the, what's his name too, is mid. Neck and wrist with Pusha T. He's addicted to those those 808. Dum, 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 dum. Like, nigga, stop. Stop. I can't tell you. Yeah, Neon Guts. Neon Guts was, was one of them, but since then, he had this one song called Chanel on the um, Shrum Life 3. But that was right, also. We're talking about Shrum Life 3 in 2022. All right, that was Vance <laughs> Thomas. I'm Taj Mayfield. Uh, who's giving us their unheard? <laughs> You are crazy, bro. Um, I say this one for the last episode because this is a Cali nigga, but I don't know. He might have. He might have some. This uh baggage came baggage claim by La Russell. Hey, I'm in the great Dodge Mac with the sunroof, slapping his gate. Who can I run to? I'm spreading love. I got a gun too. It's no escape. Who can you run to? I'm in the east of the V playing frisbee. A rare sight, and I'm a California grizzly. Bitch, I yield that stop signs, I can't stop. We from the bottom, we at the top. Used to get dropped off, now I'm in the drop. Still getting topped off, now I'm at the top. Came out the mud, they thought I was a rock. Dust me off, bitch, I'm shining. Tony Hawk, hey, bitch, I'm grinding. Bad transmission, bitch, I'm grinding. Underbite, Bitch, I'm grinding, need new brakes, why? Bitch, I'm grinding, hop out my bed, go brush my teeth, make me some tea, roll up some tree, hop on my bike, my round of V, they say my name, at your baby, back to the crib, hop in the bath, coconut oil, powder my ass, time to create, hop in the lab, toast in the wash, go get that bag, go get that bag. Go get that bag. It's groceries outside. Go get that bag. Podcast over, dog.